And today we're gonna to be talking about buying a second home. What should we keep in mind? When you're going to buy your first second home or your second home, what do you need to know? Like what numbers should I be aware of when I'm looking into doing that? Well, Heather, thank you for having me here again. I appreciate it. Heather, it's important to understand what you're going to do with the second home. Is the second home really going to be an investment property? Is the second home going to be a place where you kind of go there occasionally? Or is the second home going to be actually where you're going to spend a lot of time and not necessarily in your primary home? Okay, so I'll answer those questions. So first of all, if you're entering into the purchase of a second home and it's for an investment property, call it really what it is. Call it an investment property because that's what it's going to be. You may rent it out. You may not rent it out. You may have it as an investment property where you're just going to let it sit and the appreciation because you bought it at a great price in a great area that's up and coming and you just may let that ride. Most likely though on an investment property you can have a renter in there. You're going to either do an Airbnb or you're going to do a one month, three months, six months, 18 months, 12 months type of rental. All right. Know your numbers when you do that. Know that you want to buy it right that what your holding costs are, and then what your return is. Okay, so the return on the cash investment on the property. That's what you want to know. Whether you pay all cash for it, or you just put a little bit down and borrow the money, you want to have a return on the invested money that you, you in, uh, use to buy the property. Okay. Second, you buy a secondary home because it's in a nice place, and I want to get out of the cold of the northern, uh, or I want... <laughs> I want to get out of the hurricanes in the southern part of the southeast part of the um, country. You move, maybe go to the southwest, right? That type of a property that you're going to buy, you're going to try and figure out how long am I going to be there. When I'm not there, what do I want to do with the property? Do I try and Airbnb it out, or do I want to try and rent it out, or do I just want to leave it, and then I come and go and come and go? Then there's the a third kind of. Um, secondary property or a second home. And that's one that we kind of want to talk about as a luxurious second home. And luxurious doesn't mean, or luxury doesn't mean it has to be over a million dollars like the National Association of Realtors says is the benchmark. A luxury property could be one that's by the ocean or on a lake at the base of a beautiful mountain in Colorado. It could be one where you're sitting in an, a, like a condo overlooking New York City. All right, now that'd be a million dollars, obviously. <laughs> but okay, so maybe you're look, overlooking downtown Milwaukee, right? It's not gonna be a million bucks. All right, so understand what it is you want and why you want it. So if you want this luxury property, so you can go there during, let's say, the winter times, or when in Arizona it's too hot, you want to get out of the heat, you want to maybe go back to those Milwaukee condos. Uh, the other aspect is, is that if you're the pandemic, we understand what happened in the pandemic, right? Everybody was able to work from home. Well, a lot of people got tired of working from their normal house, their standard primary residence, and work and the kids running around and this and that and all, I got to get the weeds taken care of. So what they've looked at is, hey, let's buy a luxurious secondary home where we could go there and it's by the lake. Okay. It's by the ocean. It's got beautiful lights in at nighttime. It's look at the spectacular views of the mountains. It's in maybe an Oregon forest, right? 
and you can still work from home, but the environment uh, that you're involved in there allows you to feel more comfortable when you're working. So work is more enjoyable and less stressful. And then when you're done with your work, you're in this beautiful place that you can spend it with yourself or your significant other or your family. All right. So you got to kind of understand what it is you want to buy. And then once you understand that, then set up the plan to go out and purchase it. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Awesome. So so what would happen with that property when I'm not in it? So I buy that second property and I am, say, do it as a retiree mm-hmm. and I buy a property in a warmer climate. But during the summer when it's 112 degrees, what happens to that property when I leave and go back to somewhere in the north where it's not 112 degrees in the summer? Yeah. So that's a, a good point. We see a lot of that in the, like the 55 and above communities, okay? So they're they're down, and we'll just use Arizona because that's where we're from, Tucson, Arizona. If you need any you know questions answered about Tucson, just go down below and look at and hook up the link. Give us a call. We're more than happy to help you out. Absolutely. But let's get back to what I was talking about, the 55 and above communities. They come on down usually in, in uh, November, December, and then they're usually leaving in March or April, okay? So you've got May, June, July, August, September, October, where the house is vacant. A lot of times the people will just leave the house vacant. They'll hire a service. There's a lot of people in, in the communities that live there full time that will go and check on your property for a small fee. They'll make sure that the irrigation system's working. They'll flush your toilets. They'll turn your air conditioning on and off to make sure that all that works. That's one uh, thing that happens when somebody buys an investment property. Another thing that happens when they buy a secondary property that isn't for investment is they may Airbnb it. Now, what we're seeing, and this is becoming pretty common is there are limitations to Airbnbs now in communities. Usually, if you're having restrictions on Airbnbs in a community, it's 30-day minimum, okay? Some are some communities are making it as far as 90 days the lease has to be. So there's no vagrant type of coming in and coming out two or three days, and they're putting a stop to that, all right? So if that is an idea you might have when you're buying your second home, make sure you check the CCNRs and the restrictions that um, are being imposed on Airbnbs. But and or talk to your realtor, because they should be able absolutely. to give you a little bit of education on that as well. Absolutely. And then there's the, the aspect that if you're going to have some renters in there, and you want it one or two or three or four months, the way to do that is try and find somebody who is either building in the area and their house isn't going to be done, but they want to be there while the building is going on. They want to get acclimated to the to the climate, the conditions, the nuances of the neighborhood. You can rent it out there. I personally have a property that is in a 55 and above community. That's exactly who I found as a renter. They were building a brand new home in the community. They needed to rent seven and a half months. That was perfect. It was long enough for the HOA. They get to sit there, watch their house being built and still be in the climate. So that's you know that's another thing you can do. So there are options. Right, there are many options. You just need to know what the restrictions are for your options. Awesome. So we're not tax advisors. We're not loan officers. Right. But how do I get the funds to buy a second home? Like, 
I know I've, I've already bought my first home, so I have that credit. Do I get a loan? Is it something I have to pull cash out for? How, what would I use to purchase a second home? Well, you can go about purchasing a second home in several different ways. One, you can pay cash for it. If you got the cash in the bank or in a savings account or in uh, annuity, um, stocks and bonds, trusts, whatever, you can use cash. You can get a loan on it, too. And a lot of times, depending on your credit qualifications, you can get it for as little as 10% down. Okay? Um, those are probably the two best ways to getting a second home, either cash or financing. Well, we're going to end this podcast here, but we'll be going into a second podcast and talking a little bit about, well, now that we've got this second home, when is the best time to sell it? Got it. So catch us um, on our next podcast um, where we talk about um, when's the right time to sell my second home. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.